Well, it's my honor. Another speaker that we had yesterday was Pastor Tony Rivera Jr. And I've known them since 1986. Now, he was young and I was young. I was very young. But he's a son of Bishop and I and his wonderful wife, Diana, who I've known since she's been like 12. And many of you know Pastor Ben that runs our cafe, Pastor Ben and Pastor Elma, that's Diana's parents. So Pastor Ben and Elma used to be our youth pastors when we were young and they were young. So we go way back, way back, Pastor. I, we had the privilege to marry Pastor Tony and Diana, dedicate McKenzie to the Lord. Man, when you're getting this old, you just, you just admit it and you move on. And so Pastor Tony and Pastor Diana, they pastored City Church 16 years in Miami, Florida. They do so much in their community, I couldn't even list it all. But I'm so thankful that they're in our lives and they're touching Miami in an amazing way. He's also on the board of directors of Destiny Fellowship, which is the fellowship that my husband and I oversee, which I currently am still the founder and president over, and I still steward. And so I'm thankful for that, and I'm thankful for what he is in our life. The thing I wanted to say this, and he's going to talk more about this. He is the apostolic oversight in Nicaragua. He is the one that has, um, let me read it here, five churches, right? Six now. Six churches in the last couple years that they've been able to plant. They're doing amazing things for children at Christmas festivals that they've not been able to do because of churches like you that's helping us, helping them be able to build churches and leaders and women's uh, events and all of the things. And I'm so thankful for what God is doing. And the wonderful thing about it is it's called Aim Destiny, right? And Bishop never got to see the fruit of what this really was. But he knew he never got to go on the soil because of COVID. And he wanted so badly to see what Pastor Tony and Diana were doing in Nicaragua. And I'm so thankful today that I get to see that. That my, our plans are to go there. Our plans are to take missions groups there, to take children there on missions group and teenagers and us to be able to help him plow the ground. He is doing an amazing job through all of the AIM Destiny Network down there. And Pastor Tony, come to the platform. You're a true son. You know, we've been through a lot together. Yes. Since 1986. He's always been a son to Bishop and I. And there's nothing that's ever, ever changed that. And his wife, Diana, they're special. And so I just want to thank you for coming today. He did a powerful job yesterday in our volunteer time. And you preached the word and you brought truths and principles of leadership and that we're going to be able to go forward with those Amen. principles and leadership because of what you shared with us yesterday and I'm so excited about what God is doing in you Tony you. and how you're taking the footprint 
to Nicaragua. Yeah. And Bishop, you know, I've said this before, he would be so proud of you. And you're taking that footprint and the seeds that he's left. And you're doing great exploits for the Lord. And I can't wait to take a team from this church to see what God is doing and us help plow that field with you. Amen. Amen. And so it's our honor today that we have you in this pulpit. Thank you, Pastor Tony. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor for me to be here today. It's an honor just to spend time here. When I look around, there's Pastor Kathy, we've had a long relationship, but I look around, I look around. I mean, I, first time I met, I knew Holly, she was a year and a half old, so. Pastor Jay, Manuel College as a student, joining the team, David, Pastor David. I feel like I'm at home, you know, it's family. So I don't have pressure. I'm not performing today. I'm just going to share my heart. But before I do that, I just want to, you know, we, we've, we've heard this before. When Jesus ascended on high, he gave gifts to men, and he gave the, the gifts of the five offices and pastors, you know, apostles, prophets, evangelists, and teachers, right? And I just hear one, I just want to recognize again one more time. I know you've done it, but I want to do it. Bring on with Pastor Kathy. She's a gift to this house. Amen. You're a gift to this house. It's not easy. It's not easy what she's been having to navigate and also the pastoral team. It's not easy what you guys have had to navigate. It's not easy for all of us to navigate, uh, to, to deal with what we've had to navigate. Not only what's going outside, but what's also happening with the, from within. But today, we just continue to make a step, a commitment to the Lord to honor him and honor all that he's done because the greatest legacy that we, that we can uh, recognize from Bishop is that now we continue. We go forward. Amen. Like Pastor Diana said, uh, Pastor Kathy said, uh, I have the awesome privilege of stewarding a ministry in City Church. We have many community outreaches and programs that we do. And City Church says hi to Gate Church. Amen. Hi. Greetings. Because from the foundation, City Church has always been connected to you and many of you that have prayed for us and when we've gone through some situations when we lost a child and and all all these highs and lows you've been there and so i i honor you today and i thank you today but pastor kathy had asked me to share a little bit more in nicaragua before we uh, share uh, the word today and it's one of those god things i was telling pastor jordan i, I wasn't even strategizing or wanting to go to nicaragua believe me but God opened a door and I went there just to be obedient to my the word the promise that I gave someone and that person took me and when I was going to the airport uh, I landed at the airport in Nicaragua the guy that the guy that was supposed to pick me up got in a car accident couldn't come pick me up and another guy did and the guy that picked me up was supposed to be the guy that was supposed to pick me up and through that door within three and a half years six church plants um, a network of churches, of pastors. We, we just gave back, I just got back from Nicaragua with a, uh, um, a one day, pastors one day. 
We had over, at that time, we had over 20 pastors and their leaders come together. And we just spent a day pouring out. And the Lord has given us the, the privilege of already owning property, built church buildings, um, construction. We have two projects going on. So this, we have a guy, uh, the one that helps me lead the network there, It's going to share a little bit. But we also have an entrepreneur incubator that we're powering businessmen there. We've started five businesses now in that we have restaurants, we have uh, bakeries, we have hardware stores, we have uh, t-shirt companies, we have, um, what's the other thing that we have? Barbershops, stuff that, and the, you know what the funniest thing is? When, when you begin to apply principles, then you see people run with it. And now they're breaking the back of poverty and they're funding feeding programs. They're, they're, they're funding missions trips. Because in Nicaragua, we're not, we're not just taking, doing international trips over their missions. We're actually, the city of Managua, where we're at, we're raising teams and we're going out to the country and having domestic teams and, and help to plant churches outside. And it's awesome. It's just awesome. But your gift made a difference. Your gift bought all um, the, uh, the metal that, I don't, I'm not a construction guy, but the beams and everything for the roof, wow. the rafters. Yeah, that's the word. And, and, and you guys bought that. And we're building a project. Amen. So if you, I don't know if we have the video. You can just, it's a raw footage. Pastor Cassie asked me to do it, and this guy did it in a couple hours. So if you have it, you can play it. Mission Integral Church in Managua, Nicaragua. I want to take this opportunity to share with you the wonders that God is doing through this ministry. Since 2018, God connected us with Pastor Tony Rivera from the City Church in Miami. We started the Aim Destiny Network in Nicaragua. Since then, we have had the opportunity to provide coverage to other five pastors. We managed to start the Bible Pool Institute for the training of pastors and leaders. It was also possible to promote community outreach through food programs, care service for the homeless, domestic mission trips, sport clinics, free English program, and a very important one, which is the Christmas festival, which is something that was done by the church for the first time. It is also worth mentioning that the temple structure has been improved incredibly. We have improved the facilities and music equipment, screen projections, and more. We continue to equip local leadership through conference, workshops, visits, counseling, resources, among other things. We are with great expectation for what God will continue to do. Part of our goal is to continue with the construction of a new church of the network in a new community called San Andres. We are also in the construction of a second floor in another church that will be used for multiple purposes with children, such as the free English program. And to close the 2021, we have the desire to carry out our third Christmas festival in three different locations and be able to reach more than 500 children. I want to thank you for the time, and I believe that God is showing you this video with a purpose. 
our desire is that you can be part of what God is doing in Nicaragua through the Destiny Network and that you'll be blessed in all areas of your life. Bye. Yeah. This was a few pictures of the of the institute, and so one of the things we did is you know I, I love sports, and everywhere we go we have sports, and if, and I'm kind of almost like Jerry Jones. Are we going to do? We have to win or something, you know. So so in our school we've won four, two state titles in our high school football team, but we we opened up a league there, and we had 16 teams. The first two years the league ran, and I said, you why why don't we have a team? So this year we put up a team and. Um, and uh, we won, we won the city championship. And this is a jersey that they, that they wore. And so they made me one. And then I just got a good idea. I said, let's make a bunch of these. And anybody that, that would give a gift of uh, $100 or more, we just send them a shirt. So I don't know if you want to, if you're interested, just get a hold of Pastor Kathy. Let her handle the situation if you guys do that here. Because look, listen, we're not, we're not all sophisticated, the things that I do. We're, we're just beginning to do these things. But um, anything helps. But it makes a difference. And I'm just grateful that this church has a vision also, not only here, but also for the world. Amen? Well, today, I, today I'm going to, oh, that's, that's the new church building project that we're actually going to be doing. But um, today I, I feel like I have a word that is going to be speaking, that's going to piggyback what we started yes, yesterday about training. I'm going to turn to Philippians chapter 1, verse 4, and I'm going to read out a, a New Living Translation. And it says that whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard until now. My message today is the power of partnership because I believe there's power in partnership because see, partnership is the, the incredible ability to accomplish more together than alone. That two or more can do more than we can do individually. Amen. Mother Teresa said, you can do what I can't do. I can do what you can do, but together we can do great things. Man, that's power and partnership. And, and an anonymous author, he said, I'd rather have one person working with me than three working for me. Because when we're together, there's a bond. Amen. We can make a difference. So you can call it whatever you want to call it. You can call it teamwork, association, synergy. But teamwork and partnership is really when we gather together, cooperating, moving forward, and together we accomplish more because when one is weak, the other one can lift them up. And we, can, and we don't lose traction. We continue to move forward. And so I want to share on partnership. I want to share what the power the partnership can, can really create. Because, see, in, in a baseball team, you got to have nine players or you have a forfeit. You can't play. So you got to have people. In football, you have 11 players, but here's the key. you got to have them placed in the right place. If you have a lineman with a lineman number and you put them out as a receiver, you know what happens? There's a whistle, a flag is thrown, they're out of position. Yeah. So not only do we need to be together, we all need to be in our place. 
in our position. And, and you don't put a lineman to catch because he's not gifted for that. He's gifted for something. So we all align, not in what, listen, all linemen would love to be a wide receiver, Julio Jones, right? But guess what? They're linemen. They were built for that. And all of us are called to take our place where God has ordained. The Word of God even teaches that He, he, plays, he chooses to place you how He chooses. Not our choice. Amen? But when you pay, take your place, the body becomes healthy. So we're talking about partnership today. And, 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 and Psalms 133 says how beautiful it is when what? Brethren dwell together in unity. When we're coming together. Unity, there's got to be some partnership there. Amen. And when God, and, and when we're together in unity, God, one translation says bestows, another translation says commands the blessing. God commands blessing. To me, that's powerful. That when we come together, we are guaranteed that God is going to command a blessing and life forevermore. So today, I just want to take us to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, and I'm just going to share a little short time, I know I don't have a lot of time, about a fishing story, a partnership story. Amen? Coming together. Because I believe that the Lord is inviting us as a church to come together in partnership. And in Luke chapter 5, verse 1, it says, One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, with people crowding around him. This is important. People were crowding around him and listening to the word. I believe if the church would just keep the main thing, the main thing, the word of God, then people would crowd people would come because the Word of God is attractive. The Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen? The Word of God gives life. But when we fill it with other, other things, then it pushes. But the, the people were gathering. So picture this. People coming together, gathering. And Jesus, though they were gathering, he, was, he had another agenda in mind. They were listening to him and he's looking. Because the Bible says in verse 2, that he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put it out little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Here's, a, here's an interesting thing. If you ever get close to Jesus, you better watch out. Yes. He'll mess your life. Jesus has a takeover spirit. He'll take over if you let him, yeah. if you get close. And, and Jesus was there. He's, people are crowding, and they're, they're pushing, trying to get to hear the word. The, obviously, they were having a hard time listening. The, 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 the Jesus was looking around. Oh, there's a boat. All right. And, he got, and Simon was close, and guess what he did? I'm taking your boat. Because I believe that God, that the Lord wants to get in your boat. He wants to get in our boat. He wants to invade our life. Too many of us, our life is so crowded with so many other activities that we don't have room for Jesus. And he, we need to allow him to get into our boat. Our boat is our life. Our boat is the, 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 the lifestyle that we live. Amen? And he wants to get there. He wants to take your boat and he wants to use you. Hmm? In this narrative, Jesus invited himself without permission. He didn't say, Peter, can I use your boat? No, he said, hey, I want to use your boat. Push me out on, on the shore. And he begins to take advantage of that. And then when I look around here, you know what I see? I see people in boats. 
And the question is, are you going to make room for him, yeah. or are you just going to paddle all by yourself, trying to make it, trying to succeed, trying to advance? Or are you going to allow Jesus to take charge? Listen, because if you're by yourself, you're the captain of your boat, yeah, that's true, and you're calling your shots, but you're falling short of the purpose that God created you to live in. Because here's the thing, there's a big difference from the people that crowded Jesus. Listen, every single Sunday, there's people that crowd churches. They crowded Jesus, and there's a big difference between them and Simon Peter who gave him his boat. People that make themselves available to the Lord. You can be crowded. Listen, people that crowd, you know what they do? They enjoy all the blessings of the local house. All the family days, pumpkin patches, all the, the great worship music. Listen, in this house, see, when I come here to share, I'm not going to preach. I'm not a preacher. That's right. Listen, this house is full of preachers. Y'all got, y'all got it. Y'all got the goods. The music, incredible. So people come and enjoy. How many of you enjoy the preaching of the word and the worship that is, that is released in this house every single Sunday? Amen? So the people are crying. They're enjoying the words of Jesus, but not one of them were willing to give him his boat. Simon was. And you know what? When we enjoy it but don't invest back. See, we're supposed to enjoy the blessing while we're being the blessing. I'm challenging us today. This is the new next. This is a new season of the day when people are going to say, I'm going to enjoy that blessing, but I'm going to be part of that blessing. In whatever role, in whatever role that I can play in Jesus' name. So the question is, who are you? What are, are you Simon Peter or you're the crowd? Hmm? Because it will be discovered very easy. Word of God says that whatever your treasure is, there's your heart. Whatever you value more, that's where your heart is. And if you don't value what's necessary to be committed, to be a blesser, to, to invest, to be part of the body that is committed to serving in whatever way, then I know where the treasure is. And God has called us. I believe that if you, if you attend, attend the church, it better be because God directed you there. And if he directed you there, it's because you're that missing piece that they need. Amen? It's about partnership. Turn to somebody and say, it's partnership. I want you to turn to one person and say, I need you. And I'll turn to another person and say, you need me. We need each other. We need each other. But here's the interesting thing. Jesus didn't need Peter's boat. He didn't need his boat. Matthew 14, Jesus had just finished feeding the 5,000. Right there, that's a story of partnership. He multiplied the food, but it took the disciples, dividing people in groups of 50 and 100s to make that miracle successful. Every single day, listen, every single Sunday, the word is preached. That's the food that is given. Now it takes all of us to do our part and take that word wherever we go and minister to one another. Amen? So that miracle took place. And then Jesus tells the disciples, go on ahead. I'm going to pray. Amen? And while they're out there, it got dark and they were struggling against the currents, they see Jesus walking on water. 
So if Jesus was walking on water then, why couldn't he have walked on water when he ministered right there? And he didn't need his boat. What he needed was Peter. He needed a willing vessel. He needed a giving heart. He needed somebody to say, that's crazy, and who are you to presume that I'm going to give it to you, but I'm going to do it anyway. See, I was raised Catholic, and those are the, those that were, I was really staunch Catholic. I was an altar boy from third grade all the way through I graduated. I was there, and, and one thing I learned about nuns, no is never an answer. They force you, you're going to do this, you're going to volunteer. It wasn't volunteer, it's conscription, you know, it's, it's, it's drafting you. And that's how they are. I think we're too nice sometimes. Come on, Pastor Tony, tell us. I think we're too nice sometimes. Listen, if you know somebody needs to be in some place because they have the gift and the talent, man, you owe it to them to get them activated. And say, let's partner together. Let's get on board in Jesus' name. So Jesus could walk on water, but he wanted Peter. So the question is, are you investing in the kingdom endeavors that are taking place in this house? Or are you just paddling your own boat, living your own life? Hmm? I read part in your website that says that as a church, you've been called to help connect, find, help connect people, help them find their place and to serve. That's in the website. So that's the mission here. So if you haven't connected, connect. If you connected, then go find your place. And I believe they're going to be releasing some things, connection tracks and things in the future. Go find your place. Get connected and then serve. Listen, what you, whatever you serve is not your identity. You're a child of God. I don't want to do this. They put me out there to, in the parking lot with the sign. I feel like a guy with a sandwich sign and just telling people to come. That's because, that's because you don't have ears to hear and eyes to perceive what you're really doing, the role that you're doing. It's not your identity. You are serving. The Word of God says, I better, I'd rather be a porter in the house of the Lord, right? Hmm? Come on. There's something about just saying, I give myself to God, to whatever season that He has for my life in this house. But I challenge you to invest, to give your time, your talent, your resources to partner. Let him use you today. And I can tell when we don't have the language of family. Because the language of family is you, them. When y'all going to do this as a church? Huh? Come on. When are the other people going to do it? But the language of family is us and we. When are we going to do this? And we have, that's, that's the, one of the ways to get plugged in already. Recognize that this is your family. So we can either be like Peter or we, be, we can be like the rich young ruler who had all the resources. He was rich, right? He was young and he was a ruler. He had affluence, title, position, prestige. And, he, and, and not only that. He went up to Jesus and said, I do everything you just said. Man, I got my checklist. I, I, I fulfilled the commandments. I gave, as a matter of fact, if, if I went to the synagogue, everybody want to surround me because I know I'm a giver. I do this. I do that. I'm involved in things. And, G, and, and he, in, in two of the gospels, he made this question to Jesus. What must I do to have eternal life? What drew him to that? 
Because everything that he was doing was still not enough in him. There was a void. Because, listen to this, he had lived his life following rules. Rules that bring success in his life. But he was not yet following Jesus. You can either follow the rules and do everything right. And you can be successful in the eyes of the world. But if you're not following Jesus, there's still going to be that thing in you because you were created with a purpose. You were create, created to know him and to make him known. How do you make him known? You got to get connected in partnership. So Jesus challenged him. And sadly, what did he do? He turned around sad. Depressed. And some, some of us, you know, I like to read into and kind of create my own scenarios and see options and things. And I'm going like, man, Jesus was asking a lot from him. It's easy for us to give everything to God if we don't have anything. If I'm broke, busted, and disgusted, man, Jesus, come on. But if you're successful, you got titles, you got recognized. When you walk into the restaurant, they got your VIP section. Come on. And then Jesus tells you, can you give all of that up for me? Come on. So don't be easy to criticize him. He had a lot to lose. Why? Because, see, the world had him. I know I've met a lot of people there that have been you know, demon-possessed. But I've met a lot of more people that are possessed by their affluence, their lifestyles, their comforts, their opinions, their agendas. Amen? And that's hard. That devil's hard to cast out. Because, you know, you don't cast it out. You just have to yourself make it. You have to let it go. Meditate on that. So I'm going like, wow, he, he, he gave up a lot. But here's the thing. We never outgive God. The word teaches us that. We're the word, we never outgive God. In those days, in the ancient times, people would never travel farther than 30 miles radius where they lived. And yet, if you read the word of God, you see the disciples went to the, to all, in the ancient known territories. They traveled nations. They preached the gospel. They were able to do things that, listen, no one could repay. The Lord will use what you have. And you, you might think you give up, but God will continue to expand your world. Open up things you never thought you would you'd be able to reach. Amen. I can imagine this guy on his deathbed with regrets. And the one greatest regret says, I didn't follow Jesus. The question is, what are we going to do? Because see, since that we commit, they don't, we can get right with God, but sins of omission, the sins that we later look back, I should have. I should have done that. I could have done that. I didn't do that. Those are the ones that paralyze our life, our path, our growth in God. And this, I'm, I'm, I'm saying today that there's an opportunity in this season for you to partner. 
And we have a choice today. Amen? So, let's go back track to what we were talking about, Peter. I got on a little sidetrack there. And Luke chapter 5, verse 4, it says, When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out to deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I'll let down my nets. Listen, Jesus was not a master fisherman. What he was was master of the universe. And he knew he, was, he, 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 he could find fish better than any fisherman because he created them. He placed them. Amen? And, 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 and sometimes, you know what we do? God challenges us like a word like this, and we go, but I don't have time. I can't make it. And we start filling our lives with why we can't do it. We've never done this before. At my old church, we used to do this. They don't do that here. It would be better if we do this. It doesn't make sense. But Peter said, and Peter was a fisherman, an experienced fisherman. But he said, at the bidding of your word, okay, I'll do it. I believe that the gate, we're in a season of movement, a season that's going to take innovation, and it's time to new, do some new things. As a matter of fact, some of you in this season will begin to do some radical things. Why? Because we are into the next. Somebody say next. New season, new things, new steps, new opportunities. Verse 6, when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners. Oh, here it is, the word partner again. And the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they, the, they began to sink. Man, that's a good problem to have. So much fish that your boats are sinking. Hmm? I believe that God will bless you in so many ways. When you begin to take steps of partnership. I believe at the gate, it's a season where God wants to do some incredible things. I believe there's going to be a season of harvest. Souls to be saved. There's going to be salvations. But what does it take to have salvations? It takes partnership. Discipleship, it takes partnership. Baptisms take partnership. Listen, listen. God, God bless Tim's heart when he got caught in that situation, right, with the video, right? But that's a great picture. Why? It takes everybody functioning together to make something work. And the thing is that those guys, the only time they get noticed is when it goes wrong. Nobody ever went, mm, that's a great, perfect announcement. Nobody ever says stuff like that, right? Oh, wow, Tim, he enunciated so great today. No, nobody ever says stuff like that, right? But when it goes bad, everybody goes, oh, my God, right? Listen, if it bothers you that much, they need to join. The, maybe you need to join the team. Join the team and help them. Amen? I don't know. I'm going to go school teacher like a lot of years ago. When you point a finger, you got other fingers pointing right back at you. Amen? But it takes partnership. It takes cooperation. It takes investment. The truth is that the gate needs everyone to get in the boat, or allow, allow God to get into your boat. And I believe there's been a culture shift with the pandemic coming and now a return of things, right? And, and people have, come on, churches don't look the same like they used to in many places. They just don't. 
but it's time to relaunch again. It's time to get the thing rolling again. Some people have not, never recovered. And the problem is that many times when we come back, we're trying to resuscitate the old memories, how it used to be. Listen, here at the gate, you can't do that. There's been a shift completely. You can't go back. You got to go forward. If you're going to make it in this season, we have to partner together and we have to go forward. It's a new season. It's a new time. And God's going to call you. He's going to use you. He's going to put you in the areas of giftedness. Verse 8 says, when Simon Peter saw this, you know what he did? He fell at Jesus' knees, at Jesus' knees and said, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee's and Simon's partners. Because here's the thing, when we partner with God and we see God demonstrate himself so big, we find, recognize our own inadequacies. You thought you were hot stuff when you are doing your own little thing, your own little boat. But now we're navigating this big ship. You recognize it takes God to make it happen. All we can do is offer what we have to him and let him do something with it. Amen? But Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up to shore, left everything, and followed him. And this season is going to require the gate to be aggressive. You're going to have to make some aggressive decisions. They said they left everything. Young ruler left everything. No, didn't leave everything. Was supposed to leave everything. I believe the Lord is asking us to, what are the things that you don't want to let go that you ought to let go? So that you can be part. Well, well, pastor, I just, you don't understand. Well, my time is this and that. Well, then there has to be a reprioritization of what, how you spend your time. Whatever's required. If you're going to be part of it. Because the season of just crowding to see what's happening, it's over. It's time to say, Lord, take my boat. Here, get in my boat. Ride it. Can I have the worship team come? More musicians. So I'm going to close with this. I got two minutes there. I'm going to close with this. I remember listening to Pastor Holly say that um, when the pandemic first started and Bishop was recording a message, then afterwards he just began to just like prophesy and declare some things. And he declared a move of God in, right here in this church. Amen? He declared that. And then when Pastor uh, Haslett came, he prophesied over the gate. He said this, there's oil in the house, right? And many times people think oil is, you know, the money. No, you're the oil. <laughs> you're the oil. You're the oil. The woman, the, the widow needed oil, right, and flour, right, to make bread to sustain, right? And we can say, we can get spiritual, the Holy Spirit, it's all of that, but you're the resource right here. There's enough oil in this house to bring that move of God. And he prophesied a move of God, a fresh move of God, the next thing. In Judges 4, 
He also said this, that Pastor Kathy in this season was going to be like a Deborah. Right? He said that, right? He said that. Because I had to go back. I heard this conversation. I went back to listen to the messages to, to, to just to make sure I understood correctly. But here's the thing. The story of Deborah in Judges 4 is really a story of partnership. It's not about just Deborah. The children of Israel at that time had walked away from God. They were in a hot mess. People had left. Now they're trying to make it back to God. Enemies are coming, trying to siege the place. And, and it says, and at that time, God raised Deborah as a prophet. At that time, at this time, is that me? At this time, the Lord has raised her to be a Deborah in this house. At that time. I don't know about two years from now, five years, but at this time, in this moment, right now. And you know what she did? She called on to Barack, not Obama, <laughs> the original one. She called on to Barack and says, go. And you know what Barack says? I will not go unless you go with me. Pastor Kathy, the Lord's in this season, he's put a big weight and a challenge on your life right now. And the man on your assignment. And it's not for you to worry. How's it going to happen? Or am I eloquent enough, polished enough, skillful enough? All he wants is an obedient vessel. That's it. And a decisive vessel. She didn't go, what should I do? Should I? No, Deborah says, get Barack. And it's a season for you to say, you know what? Lord, you can speak to me, and then I'm going to go. But you're going to be calling on. You need this team here. You need this team, and they need you. They need you. They need clear direction. Tell them what to do. And that anointing is on you today. And I'm calling it out today. As a son, I know you. And I, I can imagine what you're thinking. And I don't ever want to be in your shoes. But you've been gifted for this season. And it's therefore to arise. And be directive. And say to your team here, to the church here, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it. Team day, the team training day, the service training day, it's not by coincidence. God has orchestrated this because it takes the army, it takes all of us to partner together to make a difference. So I'm, I'm asking also the team, pastoral team. Uh, this is right here. I think Pastor Cole's somewhere, right? But can you guys commit? Where's he at? Oh, Pastor Eva's here. And, and Sade and Sango. Listen, it starts here first. Can, can you commit to give directives? And then can y'all commit to live up to it? To say, I will go. I'll go with you. Because Deborah, think, Deborah it wasn't Deborah going along or him going along. It was them going together. But then it's up to us to make that commitment. They were rising up. It's a new season, a new day, and a new anointing. I'm not the guy, listen, I, I study and, you know, I, I, I've got 
my dad said I have enough degrees to catch a fever, but, but, no, it's true. But, but it's not about that. It's about doing life. And when you do life, you throw all that away, all your titles, and you say, it's time to rise up. So Pastor Kath, can you stand up for a second? Can I just get the, the, the team to come together? And I'm just, I'm shooting this uh, as, as the Lord is just saying to do. Can we just say we commit to partner together on this season, on this season, on this assignment? Can we stretch our hands right now? Heavenly Father, in this season, Lord, we just come together. Your word says, what you put together, let no man put us under. Don't let, don't let situations or circumstances, Lord, bring a division in this team. But, Lord, bring them together to operate together in unity and harmony, Lord. For there is where you command the blessing. Lord, you'll raise up Pastor Kathy to be a Deborah in this house, in this season. And I see, Lord, I declare these are the Baraks, the teams, the generals. The leaders, they're going to begin to execute. Lord, they're going to begin to raise up the teams, the leaders, the servers to go and execute the plan that you have for this season. For I declare there's a season coming, and it's a move of God, and it's a multi-generational move. It's going to start from the children, through the children, through the teenagers and the adults all at one time. And in and, and years past, the moves are usually uh, uh, focused on an area or a group of people, but God is raising up here a multi-generational and multi-ethnic move of God that's taking place in the gate. And you're going to, make, you're going to impact this city make a difference so lord we just come on let's just let's just cover right now this team because the enemy will always try to bring division the first thing the enemy is going to say did god really say that but we're settling it today we're declaring it today let it be done let it be done and if you here at the gate we're partnering together let's stand up in agreement if you're going to partner stand up and say we partner with you we partner with you. We come together today. We make a decision that we're going to connect. We're going to uh, uh, connect. We're going to be raised up. We're going to be discipled, and we're going to serve together and make a difference. How many have you in agreement today? Come on, let's give the Lord praise today. Come on, let's give him praise today. He's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. This is the next. This is the next. This is the next. There's some of you that have been here through so many seasons. And the temptation is, is to kind of go back and, and, and connect it to an old season. No, this is a new season. The script is getting written. The script is ready. Pastor Kathy, 25 years ago, when, when sons were being raised, 34 years ago, when sons were being raised, we used to say this, we're writing the book. We didn't know, we, we didn't have a frame of reference. You're entering into a new season of now you having a new reference. And you guys are the pioneers for this move in this house. You're the ones. I love Bishop with all my heart, but now his shadow has to step back because you know what he's doing right now? He's watching you. And he's believing that he'll watch his word to perform it in everyone, in everyone in everyone we, we have to move forward 
We haven't moved forward. There's not one day that passes that I don't think about it. But I've, I've recognized, move forward. Move forward because if we can't move forward, we can embrace one another. We can embrace one another. But I believe it's a new day. How many of you believe that? Give God praise. Amen. I'm done. I'm done. I give myself.